You're listening to She's Got Drive podcast, the podcast that inspires women to be the driver in their own life through the life and stories of black women with drive. And I'm your host, Shirley McAlpine. I'm a business consultant and executive coach and a leadership facilitator working with people and organizations to live their lives by design and not default. Welcome back to another episode of She's Got Drive what's been driving me this week. So this is a She's Got Drive Short, where each week I share with you what is the main thing that's occupying my mind, my energy, my time and my spirit. The thing that's inspiring me or the thing that's driving me crazy. So in this She's Got Drive Short, I shared some of the strategies that I'm using. What are the things I'm doing about the things that's driving me? And the thing that's got like I'm using as a guide to like take me on to wherever I need to be. So if you want to find out how I take on and change my own life, well, actually sometimes cause a transformation in my life, then you've come to the right place. And this week, what's been driving me this week is a whole heap of black girl magic because I went to Essence Fest 25. And that is because Essence Festival was celebrating 25 years in New Orleans. It was the first time that I have been and I went last weekend and it is still sitting with me. It is totally driving me. I came back exhausted, tired, but more, just more inspired than tired. Look, I'm a, look, that's, that's because I saw common. Maybe that's my rap. Anywho, essence was, as they say, everything. So what a space it was to be in with so many black women, so many black people celebrating blackness in all its glory. That now it was there was so much on offer to choose from that you couldn't even do a fraction of it. I mean, really, there was so many things happening in parallel that um, you just had to choose. So I only did one night of concerts. I know my limits. I know if I want to function the next day, I can only do that because of late I saw Missy Elliott, who was the bomb.com and she was just so fantastic celebrating 20 years of being in the business she was just phenomenal and she did some classics so that was a great night I focused a lot some time on the on my first day at the fashion house and conversations and then I also did on um I think it was on Friday or Saturday conversations around that embraced love and activism and that was because um, Common was closing his book tour on his book, Let Love Have the Last Word. And so that conversation was about how love can be activism as a loving act. And when he talks about love, he loves love, let love have the last word. It's like just not just a declaration, but a statement of purpose where say it was him, it was Congresswoman Omar and it were inter- they were interviewed by Angela Rye. It was inspiring. It was so inspiring. And so I've got his book. His book is actually risen to the top of my list of the summer book to read. I've got a number of them, but I'm like, I'm just looking at the inside of his book and when he says that common, he believes the phrase that love have the last word is not just a declaration, it's a statement of purpose, a daily promise 
Love is the most powerful force on the planet. And ultimately, the way you love determines who you are and how you experience life. Touching on God, self-love, partners, children, family and community. Common explores the core tenets of love to help others understand what it means to receive and most important, to give love. What a book. What a book to read. It was a phenomenal event. The event was organized by Color of Change. So if you don't know who they are, they're a campaign organization that was created in 2005 in the art aftermath of um, Hurricane Katrina in order to use online resources to strengthen the political voice of African-Americans. So they did a number of amazing events out there in New Orleans. They do phenomenal work. So please check out Color of Change. And so what it was really beautiful for me to kind of, you know, spend some time in that kind of activist political conversation which I care about deeply. And then also fashion and beauty and fashion. I care about deeply too. I love myself with some fashion. So the mix of what was available was just great. So I, you know, the other thing that came out of essence, you know, is I discovered some new Orleans culture. I went to the black woman's brunch on the Sunday morning. There was a brass band there the women started to stand up and dance with their white handkerchiefs. We were all given white handkerchiefs. I didn't understand why I was given a white handkerchief until that happened. And now I also understand why Louis Armstrong had a white handkerchief. There's this moment in the dance floor where people got up and they had their parasols with them. It was just this beautiful scene with all these parasols up. And it was just really morning of lifting each other up of celebrating black girl magic celebrating our sisterhood and our woman our womanhood the black women branch is actually a national organization that's creating these events across the country so if someone wants to host a black woman branch you know you can contact the organization and they support you setting that up locally and it's a it's a support and community-based kind of um commitment to create female communities and support so a number of inspiring people and a couple of who I hope will become guests on the, sh- on, on the She's Got Drive podcast in the future. So I'm working on that right now. So, and they're people who I wouldn't normally come across or wouldn't normally meet. So that's the beauty of it. You know, you get to meet so many people and build, and you have so many beautiful connections. And sometimes they're connections that will continue way beyond. And sometimes they're just moments and um, just powerful moments. But it's such a rich tapestry of events people activities and you know some spaces are attack on the senses I'm, I can't deny you know where I'm like oh my god there's too much happening but it's just it you it fills your cup it really fills your cup the other thing I want to share with you is that the added bonus for me was being there with my daughter honor who was also my social media assistant truly employed as my social media assistant because I need one and um, she did a sterling job she was fast and furious on it she this just when you when you got a teenager it's a whole different ball game in terms of their ability to navigate what what needs to happen and what a wonderful thing to do together to spend time together and you know if you have not spent time with your child on their own 
if you have more than one for a significant amount of time, I highly recommend it. Um, to just be together, and when you, when you have more than one, it, it, it it's just less likely. But it, it, you know, you cannot underestimate how wonderful it was, and to do it at Essence, and to spend some time, and for her to experience Essence at such a young age was just wonderful. So. So of all the things, so you can hear my excitement and my, you know, from from this. So what I decided to do in this is focus in on one piece. And that's the fashion house stuff experience and some takeaways from some of the people. So let me just kind of touch on some of the people that I, I met and some of my takeaways from some of the panels of conversations that are broad life lessons for us to think about as, as black people and as black women. One of the people that there's an interview that I'm going to release uh, next week or late in the week. And that was Christine Fraser from Treffle Design. And she's from the British Virgin Islands. And you're going to love that interview with her. It was in the moment interview. So it has a slightly different format from my normal interviews, but that's going to be coming out. She, she has, Beyonce has worn her designs. So she's been doing some sterling work, beautiful work. So I just like, we, we, I won't say any more about that because you're going to hear the interview in the, in one of the episodes. I, uh, the fashion house, just to say, was it was the first time that Essence had done it. And it was a place where designers um, could could show their designs. They, there were runway shows, there were panel discussions as a way of us kind of really elevating the conversation around black black communities and fashion and what does it mean and, how, and where we lead in fashion and how, and to just empower the conversation around fashion in the black community. I discovered a design, new designer for me was Studio 189, where I met the designer Abrima, actually bought one of her gorgeous skirts. And actually, um, Studio 189 is co-founded by Abrima and Rosario Dawson. It's an artisan-produced financial lifestyle brand and a social enterprise. So it's won some prestigious awards already and around sustainability so its intention is to be an agent of change social change through fashion so sustainability is a big conversation in the fashion industry and this is it's a fairly new brand a couple of years three years old two years old something like that um so it was really wonderful to meet abrima and um briefly met rosario and um dawson and there and just seeing their commitment but this skirt is to die for and I've already had plans of where I'm gonna wear that. The other so there were two wonderful designers that I met, so Kirsten and Abrima. The other thing was to the opportunity to sit in panels, um, in the panel discussion. And I sat in the panel discussion of two women. There were two separate panel discussions, but two women who were really pioneers in street style. And so the world of street style and hip hop fashion that we experience in the day to day now were was unheard of was urban and was outside of the mainstream 20 some years ago 
and the two women that I sat in to observe their panel, and that was April Walker and Misa Hilton, was just so, I felt so privileged to be able to see them and meet them because, you know, back in the day, hearing about their work and seeing what they're doing, you know, way back, way back, even in the UK, you know, really seeing the different styles and what's coming out on the videos and stuff like that and the things that we were copying back then and were influenced by and to know that they really blazed the trail for black stylists, for black, for hip hop fashion, for urban fashion. And now it's just part of the mainstream and you've got lots of people kind of copying their style. April... You know, so she she was she one of the things that she talked about was how she discovered, like found her calling around fashion when she walked into Dapper Dan's in Harlem. She's a Brooklyn she's a Brooklyn um Brooklynite. So when that happened in the eighties and then that that was the thing that sourced her was a catalyst for her starting fashion in effect. And that her brand was the where she ended up having Shaggy as a customer, but was became a stylist to the likes of Biggie, Queen Latifah, LL Cool J, Run DMC, and Tupac. She, you know, she really, as I said, she really led the led the way around hip hop fashion. One of the things that there were many things that she shared around business, around having some business acumen, around you know. Um, but what was striking is at some point she walked away from her business through saving herself really around self-care and she's written a book called get your ass on off the couch and in that it's really about how we remain agile in our thoughts mind and body and soul fitness so fitness not just being our physical fitness but she speaks about fitness being around our mind our body and our soul and the need for us to focus on our self-care to be good to ourselves that when we look at self-care, it's an internal process as well as an external process that keeps us centered in in the one constant thing that we can absolutely count on is change is always happening. As you know, given what's happened with me, that really stood out for me. So I'm going to say that again, that fitness is our thoughts, our mind, our body, and our soul. And that our job is to focus on our self-care and to be good to ourselves. And it's an internal and an external process. So that's sitting with me. I'm looking at, you know, so in my self-care strategy, I've been speaking about, you know, obviously the physical side I've been focusing on and what I've put in my body in terms of food supplements, blah, 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 as well as like the strength training and the running. But, you know, the other pieces, you know, if I look at that definition, mind, body, soul, soul and our thoughts, you know, how am I looking at that? How am I creating my strategy? So uh, th- I wanted to share that with you. I'm interested to find out more about her and her book as well. The other pioneer that I listened to was Misa Hilton. Now, she said she was always creative, right? And then found herself basically in the right place at the right time. And she spoke about one of the lessons here is when talent meets opportunity, you know, so we all have a talent, you know, our job is to discover what that talent is first and foremost. But the other piece is 
opportunities arise and are we ready to take it when they show up, you know? So I know that Viola Davis talks about, you know, when there's no shortage of talent out there, but you got to have opportunity as well. And sometimes we have to create those opportunities. Sometimes the opportunities are created for us. And, but when it shows up, are we ready to receive the opportunity or ready to take advantage of the opportunity? So for her, she had an opportunity to work on a music video with Jodeci. And at that time, she was hanging out at Uptown Records, which was, she said, was kind of like an urban Motown. And she felt that one of the things that she felt was that she had to, when she looks back, she had to be someone who paved the way and to create a place for us because there wasn't that wasn't happening. So she talked really powerfully about um, the when in the absence of a mentor or a guide, then you have to be the one who just gets on with it really and paves that way. So many of us are in spaces where there isn't another person and so are you someone who can pave that way are you someone who's actively doing that she talked powerfully about balancing creativity and business and the importance of that so many of us if you've got talent and creativity and you want to start your own your own entity or you want to go into business around that thing that you have a talent it is on you to educate yourself around how that business functions what is needed and how to how to not just survive it but to thrive in it so looking at every situation as an opportunity to grow and take yourself to the next level so that's the other point so the so that was another point that stood out like the importance of the two sides and many people start businesses without really getting fully immersed in what does that mean um and they focus solely on the creativity so the other thing that she talked about, a thing that stood out for me is staying true and consistent. That when we have a vision for ourselves about what we want to do, who do we want to be, we've got some purpose, is to stay true to that purpose and to stay consistent to that. It's when we waver that we're going to get off and we get off our path, you know. So if you want to produce results in the thing that you care about where it's your purpose you stay consistent and you stay true the other lesson was or what I want to say was one of the things I heard it like her wish for us is that as a black people as black people to embrace everything about us because we're so rich in the in culture we're rich in fashion we're rich in art and we have various expressions to really own that and really embrace it. There's so many ways that we express ourselves as black people. So to honor that and to support each other in honoring that and to not shy away from that, to just really embrace it. So that was the one thing I took away as a wish for us as a black community. And the last couple ones were, when we have a seat at the table, basically, we have we're holding positions of power it is on us to pull other people through that look like us it is on us now this is a conversation that comes up again and again you know the, the only way that we are going to increase the number of people who look like us is when we're in those places and those positions of power 
we engage people who look like us in those in and we pull them into the organization we mentor them we we guide them we support them in being their best their best selves wherever they they start on that journey and we have intention around that and we put effort around that because it's on us to look out for and increase the number of people who represent us in the various organizations and various fields and the last thing that i would say that i took away from the rich conversation that she was having was and she had it with tanisha ford um, by the way was believe in yourself sell your ideas and be courageous believe in yourself sell your ideas and be courageous and it sounds like so many times you know we have self-doubt and then it stops us from really promoting the thing that we know that and whatever the idea is wherever you work you know whether you're sitting in in corporate or whether you're sitting in a foundation or whether you're sitting in a small small organization like rather than sit on your ideas like really promote those things that you're good at promote your ideas your creativity and be courageous because it takes courage to take that stand for yourself so those were the things that I took away from Misa Hilton I took it took them away from the April Walker panel discussion as well and that's the kind of my experience of essence which was so affirming as a black woman which was so inspiring and let me tell you I've never seen so many beautiful outstanding hairstyles in one city as I did last weekend so I am excited um to be going back next year i will be going back but i'm still that is the experience is still resonating with me i wanted to share a bit of that experience with you to say that you could have some insights and some takeaways from it you may want to join me in reading commons book this summer because that's one of the things that's almost on my list to do yeah so that's been driving me i'm wondering what's been driving you this week and given what's been driving you this week, what are you doing about it? So this is one of the things that's been inspiring me. So it's a bit different from some of the other what's the other things that, that come up that may come up in what's been driving me. But what it is doing is influencing how I'm moving forward. Even if I just take that last that last sell my ideas, believe in myself and be courageous. Have a great week. If you want to connect with me online, you can follow me on Instagram and you can contact me at Shirley McAlpine. Um, you can also contact me on my website, ShirleyMcAlpine.com or through Facebook page. I, If you want to subscribe to the She's Got Drive podcast, I would love that because that means you automatically get downloads of the new downloads of the new episodes as they are released. If you're feeling it, head over to iTunes and give us a review too. She's Got Drive is produced by Cassandra Vortolina. The music is by the awesome or female band Blonde. The song is called Circles. Until next time, thank you for listening. Go well and stay well. <laughs>